Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. This is episode 36 of the podcast. Thank all of you for listening. And by the time this one comes out, we'll be in the latter half or middle, somewhere in there, of the football season and creeping up on basketball season. Hopefully the team you're rooting for is having a successful season. Unless you're playing us, then, you know, I kind of hope we win that one. Today I'm joined by a coach that has a vested interest in two sports back-to-back. He is an assistant coach on the football field and the head boys basketball coach at Wayne. Coach Jackson Embry. Thanks for joining me, Coach. Thanks for having me, Coach. I really appreciate it. Now, what's it like kind of – I mean, you're a graduate of Wayne. What's it? What's that been like coming back to your alma mater? Uh, it's It's been a blessing for sure. Um, getting to know the kids, uh, having really connections with all the parents in the community, and that it's a very supportive community. It's a, really a football school, but with – uh, me being here from here and coming back here, the community's kind of rallied around basketball more than um, I expected it to and way more than when I was in school. Um, yeah. It really, it helps being from here, but at the same time, um, most coaches, they don't come back to their hometown if they do until the latter portion of their career. So they get their growing pains out of the way, with which with me, I, my, the people that I know and hold dear to my heart, they, they kind of get to see me go through those growing pains. So mm-hmm. that can be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, this year we went through some. Um, and coaching Ken folk, uh, kind of, you get, you get the stereotypical way that he only plays for you because he's your brother-in-law or he's your cousin or stuff, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I went through a couple of that stuff my, my first year, but not as much as I, I figured I would. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things too. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was I was talking with about this, but it's almost like whenever you, cause I coached at my alma mater too. That was my real first real coaching job. It's almost like you put the pressure on yourself to right. succeed because you don't want anyone to be like, well, he just got the job because he's, you know, from here and everybody knows. Absolutely. Him, you know, so I think that's – it's a healthy thing, you know, and I think it just helps you be better at what you do. Yes, sir. You, you know what I mean? Now, I agree. What were uh, – who were some of the people is, – is coaching something you always wanted to do or – Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who were uh, some of the – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead your question. Now, who were some of the – what was it that influenced you to be a coach? Because, you know, like whenever I became a coach, I went through like four or five different careers before I finally gave in and was like, hey, you know, this is what I need to do. Was there something, you know, from a young age – I mean, you're you're young anyway, but is this something that you just always wanted to do? And and was it uh, something that you knew that's what you were going to do no matter what? Yeah, it really – nobody in my family – I mean – had been a teacher or been an education or coach or anything. Uh, none of them went to, went to college. So, I mean, it wasn't something that I, I grew up in an education household. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't the profession. Yeah. Um, it really hit me in about seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I was a ball boy on the 2011 state championship team where Coach Barrett, who he had, who had last week on, uh, on mm-hmm. his podcast, he, uh, he coached on that team. And, um, that was when I kind of really got into it at our current head football coach brandon sharp um he's he's been like the a father figure to me i grew up with a just single mom so mm-hmm. um him and chance sharp they're brothers and uh, at that time it was chance brandon and cole sharp and then coach barrett were the coaches there so those four guys really got me in the coach barrett and coach cole went their separate ways and we still had chance and brandon um they stepped in and really showed me how to be a winner not accept losing in, in life except except especially um they're football coaches but they, they taught you life lessons at a young age 
Yeah. Um, then David Cornforth, he, uh, he coached at Elmore City. After, he left Wayne um, after my freshman year, so it had been 2013, uh, the 2014 school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to Elmore City, took the head basketball job there. And that's when I really decided he, he sparked an interest in me in, in basketball. I knew I wanted to be a coach, didn't know what I wanted to be in. Um, Playing-wise, I was a better football player than I was basketball, but Coach Cornforth, he uh, was a great guy, faith-based guy, and that really struck interest with me. Mm-hmm. And then um, after he left, uh, Josh Trent, he came in, took over, and he showed me the X's and O's side of it, and I was hooked in. Um, so those those four guys, and then, like I said, Coach Barrett and uh, Coach Cole Sharp, so all those six guys, they really sparked an interest with me, and uh, it just stuck with me since then. What what do you think some of the things that you probably took from them? Uh, coach, with from Brand, from Brandon Sharp, it's it's just building relationships. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. Um, yeah. I mean, you you win, you lose. Uh, you hate to lose, but at the end of the day, it's the relationships you build with those kids. Um, you're gonna look back. He he always taught us. Asked me ten years later how how successful a season was, and I'll base that on how how kids are doing ten years later down the road, not mm-hmm. on how the season how that season went so yeah. that really struck struck me to the core when i was at a young age and um it's it's helped me and just got done my first year um coaching and it, it kind of allowed me to rely on relationships and build those relationships with the younger group so when they're older um they have a, a firm foundation of what i expect and it's not obviously like i said I, nobody wants to lose that's not what we're we do here that's not common here at wayne's losing isn't a common thing but mm-hmm. The relationships that you build, I didn't even realize it when I was a kid until I got into coaching how and just how important those really were. So, yeah, yeah. Brandon Sharp, he really struck that to me, um, and, and he, he continues to do it. And coaching under him has been um, a huge blessing to me and my family. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, you know, and I kind of noticed just the, that mentality that the kid. When we we scrimmaged you guys uh, in football preseason, and I kind of had an idea that it was going to be that you guys were going to be pretty physical and I knew that you'd lost a lot but still I was like you know this is Wayne you know they're they're right. gonna know what they're doing and you can get you can just kind of see the togetherness that you guys have yes, sir. you know I mean it was you know we were a little rough you guys were a little rough on the edges but I mean you could tell you guys were expecting to go out there and score you guys were expecting to stop us and I think that's kind of a, a testament to kind of you, you know you, you I didn't notice a bunch of raw raw you know pre-scrimmage you guys just got out there and did your job and that was uh, yeah he's he's one guy that that's that's one thing I, I haven't taken from him and <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a high energy guy I mean so is he but he's old school he don't like the chest bumping or anything like that he, yeah you know he yells a lot but it's, he expects that you score a touchdown he's not gonna high five you mm-hmm. you get a pancake block he ain't gonna high five you I mean that's He'll tell you in film. He'll point it out and say, "Good job," but it's right back to the next play. Yeah, the stuff he expects. Yeah. How would you describe your coaching style? I know you said you were kind of energetic, more energetic. I mean, I, I get the passionate side from from those guys that I mentioned earlier. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm very passionate, high energy. Um, we played against y'all this this past year in basketball, and Coach mm-hmm. Hill. I, I, he's a little bit older than me, but he he's just like I am almost. I mean, you're high energy. You're in, in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, I'm sweating to death. Looks like I'm playing defense on the sidelines. Guys, <laughs> extra defender. Just um, yeah. a high motor. I mean, we'll be in practice running shell drill, and I'll be sprinting back and forth with the ball, clapping. I mean, I'm just – that's just – if the kids see how much you care, oh, yeah. um, that really helps. Absolutely. Um, that's what I, I believe uh, 
saying they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, mm-hmm. I really try to try to instill that in myself and get my kids to see that. Um, I'm big on that. You hear culture thrown around a lot, but I'm big on that. I believe if you're just if it's an if it's not an everyday thing, then it's it's not authentic. If you're not preaching culture and you're not living up to the culture expectations, mm-hmm. then it's it's not an authentic thing. I hear you yeah, absolutely. Now we're talking a lot about basketball. Being as involved as you are in football, but being the head basketball coach, how do you, whenever it comes to that time, and it's one of those things where you never really know. I mean, you guys can make a deep playoff run, yada yada yada. I mean, how do right. you? From season to season, I'm just the assistant coach, and it's always a tough transition for me when we go from football to basketball. How do you turn one off and then turn the other one on? So this year, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to learn on the fly. Last year was my first year, and I was a uh, assistant fast pitch and slow pitch. So yeah, you had some um, time. <laughs> I had my off season guys in seventh hour because our girls our girls hours are first, second, third hour, and I'm in the classroom during those. So I wouldn't even really get to practice unless we had after school practice with the girls. Um, Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of keep both on last year. Yeah. Um, I'd stand at first base and fast pitch and slow pitch. I just wave my arms, go or stop. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't yeah. too tough. Yeah. Um, but this, it's a, it'll be a, a learning curve for me. Um, I'm, I'm constantly though trying to do the, find ways to to get better with basketball. I mean, I've got my, I've got eight off season guys uh, that they come in and lift while we're watching film and they'll go through our, our weight program. Mm-hmm. So I'm around those guys and I'm, they're always talking ball. They'll call me and ask me to open the gym at night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it'll be two in the morning. There'll be kids asking me to get in the gym. Like you need to go to be in, be in bed right now. But um, <laughs> yeah. that, that goes back to the culture thing. Just kids buying in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really don't on turning it on and off. I, I guess I won't know until it gets to that time. But with being a, high energy guy i feel like it's not going to be as tough but it's easier said than done yeah i mean i like for me personally it's always man we've been i guess you always want to be playing in december in football but i mean it was a this past season we finished and it was the week of thanksgiving week right i was like i'm glad i've got this whole week because i've got to attempt to try to get it out of my system but it seems like it's that way every year it takes me about a week or so to like, all right, football's over. You got to let it go. Now it's mm-hmm. on, now it's on the basketball. Right. I don't know. I'm always kind of interested to see how different people, because you know, like at smaller schools, like like we're at, you everybody has mm-hmm. coach everything pretty much. So it's yes. uh, that's always now, a, with the kids. I could see it last year. Like we we made a, a playoff. We made a run last year a little bit, um, and the majority we had we had four offseason kids. We had 21 on the team last year, so 17 came over from football. Wow. And we had a scrimmage that Monday. So they got yeah, beat yeah. out by Tonka on a Friday. And I, I had them scrimmage on a Monday, which was probably dumb on my part. But I was so antsy. at first-year guy I was really antsy, ready to get, get it rolling. And um, you could really tell that they weren't ready to get going yet. So Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, honestly, we kind of did that same thing. I think we practiced on – we were out Friday, and I think we practiced on Sunday, and I think we had a scrimmage on Monday. So, I mean, I, I you know, and I kind of – it was kind of the same thing. You kind of tell the guys that played football were kind of like, uh, you know, we should be yeah. getting ready to play this week. But I think also, too, I think it kind of helped them get it out of their system faster. Yes, you know, I so. agree with that. I never thought of it that way, but I do agree with that. Yeah. Now, with Wayne uh, being a school that a lot would classify as a football school, I mean, you, you even said it yourself, what 
what was the most important thing for you coming into the program to make it a basketball program? Because I know whenever we played you guys, I think, in the Stevens County tournament last year. Right. Yep. I mean, you guys were a good basketball team, and you guys were a good basketball team the year before. And, I, you know, you, when you change coaches, you kind of – is that going to carry over? But I thought you did a great job of – the, the team was better last year than the year before, and that's not a knock on Coach Trent. But, I mean, right. you know, you took that as a first-year coach and you kept it rolling. It looks like you kind of got it going in the right way. How did you kind of approach that or approach really making just, it a program? It's really just the kids. Um, I, don't, I view it as – why not be good at them all? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You look at a Washington who's 15 minutes down the road from us, and they're in the state tournament in every single sport last year, which is unreal. Um, you look at a school like that, and you think, why can't why can't we do that? They're right down the road. It's not like we don't have the kids to do it in Class A mm-hmm. ball. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it's just the kids. When I GA'd um, in the 2020-2021 year, um, we had nine kids on our basketball team. And then – and, and that's no knock to Coach Trent. We just didn't have the kids. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we had a pretty good freshman group come in in the 21-22 season. We just finished up. And like I said, we had 21 kids on, on roster last year. Um, yeah. And this year this year we've got 24 um, playing basketball. we got more kids playing basketball than we do football. And that's just a testament to the kids realizing, hey, we can be we can be good at it, at it all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge supporter of that. Um and I, and I completely understand the, the football school narrative. Um, small school, who small schools that have football and bat, that play football, they're going to be a football school. Yeah. Um, True. Unless you're like Ladder or something like that, who don't have football. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's just the, the narrative of it. And I, but I, I preach it to the kids every day. Why not be good at everything we do? Why not season to season? Um, my, my, my basketball guys that play football, when they try to talk basketball with me, I, I shoot it down. Just be in the sport that you're in. Be good at that. And when it's the next sport, be the best you can at that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the community. The community, I mean, I, I played basketball at Wayne my whole life, and I'd never seen the gym packed like it was. I mean, it was standing room only, yeah. most home games. And it had never been like that. And that's just the community rallying mm-hmm. and realizing we can be a, a good basketball program as well. Yeah. But, but that, and it's, like I said, it's nothing to do with – how I do it is just those, the kids buying in and wanting to, to be great at whatever they're in. How much emphasis do you put on summer ball? Because it seems like anymore, if you're not playing year-round, you're kind of going, you're behind. getting behind. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Luckily, I've got I've got a few kids that, that play AAU ball. My, my brother-in-law, he's my shooting guard, plays quarterback for us. Um, okay. Kind of tough having him as a brother-in-law uh, as far as the outsiders go. But yeah. when the summer ball, like I, my last year, I didn't get the job until uh, I think it was July, and so I didn't have much. We didn't have any time to scrimmage because June was up. So um, there was the end of June, so I only had a couple weeks with them. So we just had open gyms. Um, so we didn't really. We were behind the ball, and you could tell when season started because I was having to put in my system as mm-hmm. soon as basketball started. We we're kind of behind the ball. Um, this summer, though, instead of like. You hear, when I was a kid, it bothered me much, but kind of with, and I'm still a part of that, the generation with the kids now. I'm not far removed from Moy, mm-hmm. six years out of high school, but some of the kids, you hear the word summer pride, and then you're like, oh, I got to go to summer pride. I got to go to summer lifts. Mm-hmm. So this summer, I, I changed it up. We called it Breakfast Club, and <laughs> we uh, we started at 6 a.m. We'd go till 8, 8 a.m., and we start 
football workouts at eight thirty. So I'd give them thirty minutes to go to the store down the road, get something to eat. Um, and they they bought in, uh, got T-shirts and stuff made. I told them if you only miss two all summer, two practices all summer, I'll cook breakfast for you. So that made sure nobody. I don't think one kid missed more than one practice. <laughs> yeah. So I was cooking way more than I thought I was going to have to. But yeah. um, no, I, we really had, we had a good summer. Uh, we played some tough teams, um, played a couple 3A, 4A schools, and 2A schools, um, and we played well. Um, we They really bought into the – and it may have just been because of the food, but maybe maybe <laughs> that's what i got to keep doing. Yeah, hey, whatever um, it takes. <laughs> but, no, I, I was – big on summer ball this this past summer um because i i wasn't able to the my first summer um it was tough though with having a newborn my wife she was wasn't happy with me waking up at six in the morning when the baby would wake up so yeah but but uh i shared a post the other day on facebook and i said the the wife makes the coach and that's that's a true statement this summer because she she bought in as much as they did and even helped me cook breakfast the last day so yeah. kudos to her for that <laughs> how's that been being a dad uh, it's, it's the best thing I've, I've ever been a part of she just turned four months um today september 5th wow. and she's cooing rolling over um <laughs> smiling all the time she sees me or her mom um i, I always hear always heard the saying you don't know real love till you till you have a child and being only 23 i mean it's it's true i yeah i it's awesome. Yeah, uh, enjoy it as much as you can. For too long, they'll be just asking for money and bleeding you dry. So. <laughs> no, man, it is. It is it, those little bundles of joy are definitely blessings for sure. Kind of kind of changes your perspective on things. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you, you and also you'd said that I was going to at the very beginning when you started talking about the coach and your brother-in-law. I always mm-hmm. like with with I've got two boys that I'm fortunate enough to. Uh, help coach i think i always kind of look at it if i'm hard on them if the other guys see me kind of ripping them then that's you know they'll be like oh crap if he if coach is doing that to his own son i don't tell him what he'll do to me you know so that's always i don't you know i don't think you can really uh that might be from when i was at my alma mater too it's one Mm -hmm. of those things where if people the people that want to say stuff like that are just going to say stuff it doesn't matter if you're winning losing it don't matter they just want to complain I agree. Now, now, are you the type of coach, because I know some people do different things, just going to kind of go off the questions I sent you. Are you the type of coach that has a lot of, like, do you run a lot of sets, or do you just let them get out there and play? We, we put in our sets right at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put in about five with a lot of counters off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once December hits, we, have a, we had a really good Christmas schedule last year, um, and we put in quite a bit. But at the end of the day, like I, I just tell them. At the end of the day, sets are going to break down, and you're just going to know how. You're just going to learn how to play how to play basketball. Yeah. Um, that's what it boils down to. I mean, last year we had a couple athletes that you just go isolation with them, and they'll go get you 20 points a night. Mm-hmm. Um, we gra- we graduated our, one of our top scorers last this past year. Um, but the, with the group we got coming back, I mean, it's it's not going to be able to do a lot of isolation stuff. Uh, stuff we run. I mean, it's it's going to be. Um, some four out stuff that we're just going to learn how to share the ball, make make one more passes, mm-hmm. and just play just play ball. I mean, like I said, sets are going to break down if you if you 
if you're on the court and you don't know how to play basketball, it's it's not going to be fun for you. Or yeah, um, at the end of the game when you're when you're in the losing column. So I'm big on yes on sets. I like X's and O's, but at the end of the day, I just like going out there and my five against your five, and I'm I'm betting on my guys. Yeah, I mean you know, and that, and different you know if you can make either way work, I've always kind of been that way. I've always been right. When, but like I said, the game could have passed me by because I hadn't been a head coach in mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. But it was just like, let's just roll the ball out and let's just get up and down the floor and play. Yes. I didn't have a ton of sets because I always thought the more you make kids think, the less effective they're going to be. Yes. You know, yes. so and I, I'll, I've i taken that in every sport. Like I'm coaching defense. Yes. I mean, it's like just pin your ears back and go, you know. Yes. If I'm having to worry about looping here or stunting here, I'm going to forget and go the wrong way, and then there's a big hole there or something. You know? Yes. But, With basketball, my my three of my – two of my first four games were against Velma. So mm. I got woke up. I got woke up pretty quick. Yeah. That's, that's a, Coach Bear, that guy's Hall of Fame guy, class act. Um, he uh, They came to Wayne. And he had, he, had some, he had a team last year. I know he graduated some from the year before, but they beat us in 2020-2021 season. They beat us by 60. <laughs> yeah. and, and this past year, they came to Wayne, beat us by 11. And then we played them to go to their go to the championship in their tournament, and they beat us by three. And he really showed me sets. Like, didn't physically show them to me, but I watched watching film, mm-hmm. late-game situations. He wasn't. And he wasn't messing around their their sets, and they were ran precisely. Mm-hmm. If they weren't, that kid was getting taken out of the game. Yeah, um, it wasn't just a lot of freelance stuff. And that's really, I'll, I'll always look back to those those games against Coach Bear. Um, yeah. Then we uh, we had our post kid during those two games, so it helped us. And then my post kid had season ending knee surgery, and then we matched up with him in Stevens County. They beat us about fifty. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But. And I always look back to those games, not that last one, but those first two, and really look at the obviously the knowledge side of it, but mm-hmm. experience and what it takes to to get to where Coach Bear's got his program. And uh, yeah, he's that, done a great job over there. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, that's the thing about his his teams every year; they're going to do things right. You know. Yeah, they're they're not going to beat themselves. No, no, they sure won't. Now. Do you kind of put stock in the old phrase, uh, you don't want to hit your stride as a team as, uh, until you get closer to districts? I've always kind of heard that. You know, it seems like anytime you have like a – because, you know, basketball is always its next game is a day away, so you don't have too much time to right. think about it. It always seems like whenever you have a bad week or something, you're always like, well, it's not important that we're playing well now. It's important, you know, towards playoff time. Do you kind of put stock into that, or do you, are you, do you want to be playing kind of – good or consistent all the time well, we, obviously you want to play good and you want to, you want to win every game you compete in mm-hmm. um, but at the same time I when with that question it's it's tough because last being a new guy second year guy I'm an, I'm not a hundred percent knowledgeable on it but I can attest to it last year we had we had a really good Christmas break schedule um, practice schedule when we came back had some good scrimmages and then when we came back we started out uh, I think we were seven and one. And then we came to the Stevens County Tournament, uh, won that first game. And after that, we hit, we matched up with Marlowe. It was a semifinalist in 3A. And we matched up with Velma in the third-place game. And those, those two games really 
set the tone for us and really brought us down a whole few levels. Yeah. We were playing good. And right before districts, that was at Stevens County Tournament, right before districts. Um, districts had already came out, so it was set. But those two games right there really shot our, our confidence level down. And we didn't play at even close to our capabilities. But at the end of the day, that's that's on me, allowing that to happen. Um, but with your, I, I guess I do take stock in it. But at the same time, like every coach would say, they, they want to win every game. Mm-hmm. I would like to I would like to be on a roll from November 18th when our first game is this year all the way until February 10th or 11th whenever playoffs first round is um, but at the same time I get that's very rare that's yeah. not gonna happen um, yeah but I would like to be rolling mid-January to late January as soon as playoffs come around um, but at the same time that's that's something I've got to really harp on and mm-hmm. not allow happen like it did last year and let two games define our season but yeah when you when you play two tough teams like that it's it's possible yeah yeah it can be just demoralizing yeah. yes but you know I'll, i've been thinking about that question for a while because when i talked to uh, coach zyke from uh, tushka and he kind of talked about mm-hmm. his he kind of felt like his team it was like a week before they played districts that they i think he said that some unheard of like he held the team to like six points in the second half wow and he and he was like or it was something like something crazy like that and he was like that's yeah. when i kind of knew we had a a good chance i was like well shoot yeah if you can just give up six points and a half i mean that's that's yes. crazy yes um, wow yeah, uh, yeah they, you, hit their, they hit their strides perfectly and nobody saw it coming no yeah yeah uh, if you could install, I mean, since you coach basketball and football, if you can ins- install or instill one thing to improve the high school uh, basketball or football game, what would it be? That is a tough question. I've been thinking about that all evening and morning. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I don't want a shot clock, I can tell you that. Yeah. You don't do, want don't, one? Um, you said you do not want one? I do not want a shot clock. Okay. No. We we run – I don't – I'm not going to say we run a lot of stall, but if we're up against a team that's super good, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like yeah. last year we played we played Ellick. They made it to the state tournament first round, and we got up on them. I mean, they're Class B school. We're Class A, but not big, not that big of a difference. And it was a win we needed in a tournament, so I, I stalled third quarter coming out of half we stalled for the first four minutes and <laughs> got a got a bucket off of it so yeah i i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not gonna stall every game i looking back i hate it but right, until there's a shot clock why not take advantage of it true but but with that i i can't i was telling my wife last night i can't think of anything to make basketball better yeah um, it, it evolves every single year mm. um it truly does uh I mean, it, it trickles down from from the NBA, obviously, with Steph Curry. I mean, everybody's shooting threes now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we did a bad job last year. If our offense breaks down. We got we had two kids last year that just I trusted doing it, trusted them. But they just jack it up. But that's <laughs> you can't really get on. To, I mean, you can't get on to them, but it's it's what they see from every level of basketball. So True. I guess that's one one thing I would I would change is the amount of three point opportunities taken um but at the same time 
I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing me and uh, Coach Magoo were talking about way on the very first one I did about mm-hmm. kind of how scores, like whenever we first, because we coached against each other way back, you know, mid, late 2000s, and we right. played a game we were talking about. We played a game or we coached against each other in a game where the final score was like 90-something to 80-something in regulation. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, you know, where is that gone? And we kind of yeah. attributed that to – even though people are making more threes, they're taking more threes and missing more threes. Yes. So we kind of, yeah. I mean, it's, I remember when I first started, when I first got back to in the coaching and I was watching basketball games and boys' basketball games were in the 40s. And I was like, what is this? But it's like every game is like that. You know? Yeah. So I, and I, and I, don't, I don't think it's solely on all defenses getting better either. No, you know, I would agree with that too. But I do think there is more of an emphasis on defense because I know we were talking about that too, me and Coach Magoo. We were talking about, yes. you know, we played – it was offense first, defense maybe. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we were just going to try to – everybody was just trying to outscore everyone back then. Yes. Now, I always like to end on one uh, final question. I thank, thank you for taking time. It's Labor Day when we're recording this. I know you probably got other things going on. But what uh, – on your, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of basketball coaches? Mm. All levels. All levels. All levels. It's a it's a crap shoot with one of them, but he's as a twenty three year old. It's it's kind of I've kind of got a male crush on him. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go Porter Moser. Okay. I like I like to model some of my stuff off of him. Just high energy guy, passionate. Um, Coach K. That's a good. He's one. up there. Shevsky's up there. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about me. Oh yes, you did. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> that's why I have the kids call me Coach there's K. There's three. No. <laughs> uh, there's two. Um, Roy Williams. All right. That's a good one. Phil Jackson. Yep. I'm wondering I like to if... try stuff, but yeah, my my craft's Porter Moser. Yeah. Well, I, no, I mean he's a good one. He's I think he's done a good job there. I guess successful successful Loyola. Hopefully, we can get it done in Norman. Yeah. Well, well, Coach, uh, like I said, I appreciate you taking time, and uh, you know, good luck on the rest of your football season, and good luck on basketball season until you play us. And yeah, I appreciate know. it, Coach. Yeah. I, thanks for having me. I, Like I said, I look forward to hearing this every Sunday. Big thanks to Coach Embry for joining me today. It's an honor for me to talk with coaches from different parts of the state, different ages and experience levels, but we all have the same goal, helping to develop kids into responsible adults and developing positive relationships with them that will carry for a lifetime. Coach Embry said he listens to the podcast every week. You can be like Coach Embry and check out Kenny and the Coaches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just about any podcasting site you can use. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.